Back from BYU Media Day or Media Golf Tournament, had a great conversation with Keaton Slovis. We'll play on today's show as well as looking back at two more games in the 2018 season for BYU football. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you for being everydayers with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your original daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, and a big thank you to all of you once again for your support of the podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsors over at FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, diving right in on today's show. I am back from BYU's first annual media golf tournament. They used to have, obviously, BYU Football Media Day when they were an independent football program. Now they'll be taking part in the Big 12 Media Days, which is just under three weeks away down there in Arlington, Texas. And I think they still wanted to have something for the media to come and enjoy and obviously have an opportunity to associate with BYU coaches and players. And very much appreciative to BYU. It was a first-rate event, had a great time out there. Uh, Didn't win anything, but nonetheless, it beats working, honestly, to play golf. and uh, It was a ton of fun to associate with the players and coaches at BYU. Everybody's in a good mood, as you might expect, uh, and a kind of a pseudo-media day session uh, type of thing. But at the same time, I think everybody had a great time, and the best part was, I I thought it was just a lot of fun to see a lot of people out in terms of the media core that maybe don't necessarily get out for other events that BYU hosts. So, Nonetheless, big tip of the cap to Kenny Cox, Brett Pine, Duff Tittle, uh, Tom Homo, everybody over there at BYU. Of course, Kalani Sitake and his staff, as well as uh, a handful of his players that were in attendance. A great, great event, and I hope to do it again next year. I think it was a fan fantastic showing. Uh, great times were had. I didn't get too sunburned. I am wearing uh, my good friend Zach Hicken's uh, Hive Golf uh, Sunday Red hat, just in honor of that today. Had a great time out there, and let me get, let me be clear. The Hive Golf, the hat I'm wearing, uh, they are in no way being sponsored by me. I'm just giving a shout out to a good friend that's doing some great stuff. Check out Hive Golf if, if you're a golf fanatic who wants a locally, uh, I guess, sourced and pro- uh, maybe not locally sourced, but a local uh, outfit that's doing golf apparel, doing a great job with Hive Golf. Check it out. It's our friends over uh, Zach Hicken and his crew at Hive Golf. All right. Uh, I had a great opportunity after the media uh, after the media golf tournament ended. Uh, we had lunch, obviously, but then after that, we were able to catch up with players and coaches from BYU. My compatriot over at KSLSports.com, Mitch Harper and I, were lucky enough to uh, essentially go two-on-one with Keaton Slovis, BYU QB1, the starting quarterback for the Cougars. Had a great conversation with him. Uh, you're going to see a cameo from Cody Epps uh, in this video as well. But without further ado, here's uh, Keaton Slovis talking a lot about his offseason work, what brought him to BYU, where he thinks the Cougars are going this season, and a whole lot more right here on Locked on Cougars. How good is Cody at golf? Because he took that up a couple years ago. <laughs> He's gotten so much better. Like, I played with him three weeks ago. Cody, you started <laughs> golf a couple years ago, right? Well, no, yeah. a year ago. Yeah. How's, yeah, how's, but how's your golf game? I'm getting dialed in. He's got coached now, so he's getting coached up. <laughs> well, he's we went with PXG, too. Yeah, he's, now he's got clubs that are nice to the mind. We golfed, what, a month ago? 
I'm not gonna lie, Elder, you were not very good. But today he was dialed. We used a lot of his shots. Um, yes, yeah, he was on the green like three times. Today. Yes, he was. He was. Cody's gotten a lot better. Most improved, and he's pretty solid now. So he's he's balling. How excited are you to throw passes to that guy? Oh, I can't wait. I'm glad he's back. <laughs> Scared us for a second, but I uh, can't wait. I'm excited, and it's gonna be a fun year. And uh, I'm glad he's gonna be a big part of it. What have you done to work in guys like Keelan and Darius Lasser too? Yeah, we've done a lot of throwing and uh, trying to catch them up, get them up to speed. They've done a great job. They work super hard. They want to be part of everything. They fit with the group and the team so well. Um, and even just team bonding uh, perspective, I took the guys down to St. George this weekend. We had a little skills skill player retreat with receivers, running backs, and. Uh, tight ends and uh, just getting to know them like for I know them pretty well by now but for everyone to kind of get to know them a little bit better that might not be able to see them on a day-to-day -day basis was uh, was awesome I think they won a lot of guys over pretty quickly same with uh, a guy like Dion too same thing with him what inspired uh, to that retreat was that your idea or what, what, what caused that um, well I guess it's been done for the past couple years I think Zach did it yeah. and uh, Jaron did it mm -hmm. um, and they kept it a little bit smaller with the main guys but um, I didn't want to really exclude anyone, so we ended up bringing like almost everybody. We had like 26 guys down there, um, which was stressful to deal with, but was fun, and uh, I think everyone had a good time, so it worked out pretty well. How much work have you done personally, both off-season and spring camp, here versus what you've done previously? Does that make sense? Like workload yeah, on the field workload, stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I always love throwing and doing stuff, yeah. so I feel like we've done just as much, if not more, out here than, than before. The difference here is... Uh, I'll have to beg those guys to go work with me. They, they want to be out there just as much as possible, and they're asking me, hey, when can we throw? Um, and I'm worried about their legs sometimes. Hey, Coach Phillips like get mad at me if someone hurts themselves or tweaks something, and we got to be careful. But those guys, they just go, and they work hard, and they, they want to be great. And as a quarterback, that's your best, you know, that's, that's your dream. That's what you want, and it's made everything so much easier to come out and kind of take command of the offense. The coaches uh, talked about you. They said that you fit in almost swimmingly from the get-go. They said you were looking at the playbook before you even arrived here. Do you feel like you've got a mastery of this offense already? Yeah, it's 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 pretty uh, it's pretty familiar. It's sure. it's I want to say I've mastered it because I haven't played a game yet, but yeah. um, it feels like my offense. It feels like what I want in an offense. If I were to make one up, and um, you know, there's still some stuff we probably have run a ton in the spring that we'll run more in the fall. But um, it's pretty easy. It's um, it's it's all stuff I've run before, or liked running, and again, it kind of makes things easier when you're running uh, stuff in the summer. Your second, third, fourth time through it. Can I ask you about John Beck and just how important he's been through all this process for you, working with you and essentially helping you get here in the first place? Yeah, as much as he's been great for just my development and helped me be a better quarterback, he's also just been great um, for a guy I could trust and 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 kind of managing the transfer portal this mm -hmm. past uh, past time in it. Um, you know, I don't, I didn't really know who to trust after you know my first time through it and what what to trust from coaching staffs and what I was going to get and. Um, having his input, you know, with the BYU staff and his comfort level with A-Rod made me feel so much better about committing to, to the program and uh, everything he said, everything A-Rod says come to fruition, so it's been super easy. Is that uh, pole over there? Is that yours, Manning Passing Academy? <laughs> it is. I didn't have, uh, all my other ones were dirty from golfing this weekend. Did, so. you, did you go down to Louisiana then? Uh, this from, not this year, but the last two years I, I went. When I was at USC in Pittsburgh last year, I went as a counselor. As, as a counselor, do they... What, what's that? What I mean, uh, did he ever have the chance to keep in touch with uh, Peyton and, and Eli and those, that crew? Uh, you do. I have Archie's number. Archie texted me this year. They had a bunch of guys. Like, I'm sorry, we'll just invite some of the younger guys. Like, you're good. I plan to retreat anyway. But um, And 
they're awesome. And I actually, I screwed up. Peyton asked for my number last time. I was like, I'll get it to you. It was the last day, and I forgot to get him. So <laughs> big time at Peyton. Well, no, I did. It was an accident. I was, I was like, yes, sir. I'll give you it. But on my phone, let me get back to you. Then I, I couldn't find him. So oh, Peyton, if you ever get a hold of this, love to get your number somehow. <laughs> Text Archie has my number, but I screwed that up big time. I was, talking, I was thinking about texting Archie for it, but I don't want to be that guy to ask for Peyton's number. But um, they had, and like, you talk to him a lot when you're down there. I talked to Peyton a bunch last time I was down there, and um, it's so cool to, to kind of have that experience and just to meet the other guys in college football too. So, um, yeah, it's, it was a really good experience. I think a lot in, in the media we talk about those influences from guys like John Beck, the Mannings. Uh, how helpful is that for a quarterback like yourself that has goals to go to the NFL, just picking their brain sometimes of, of their experiences and, and all the successes they've had? It's awesome. Um, and another guy, I got to play for Kurt Warner in high school yep, too, as sure. no C. So I've been super fortunate to have good coaches and great coaching. And uh, it's almost spoiled me and made me had a high standard for my OC and my quarterback coaches and people I ask questions to. So um, I've been very fortunate. I've been very lucky. And um, that was another reason to transfer here is uh, I feel like A-Rod's kind of done such a great job getting guys to the next level, and also just seeing the game the way I do. It's It's been uh, it's been a, such a joy. BYU's never been part of a Power 5 conference. Uh, you've obviously experienced the ACC and the Pac-12. How would you describe that, that cliche week-in, week-out grind that we've always heard about out here, but this program has experienced? What what can you say about your first-hand experience about that? Yeah, and I think the that's just the biggest difference, really. Like the, We've played Power 5 opponents. BYU's done a great job playing Power 5 opponents, but... Um, you know, it's just you got to take care of your body week in, week out. You can't be stupid. Um, you have to kind of anticipate every week, any given Saturday, you have to go compete and play your best ball because those guys are coming to play. It's not like you have a, um, you know, a down week or a lesser opponent every week. Um, last year, you look at TCU, they almost lost to West Virginia. They almost lost to, to Baylor, and those are good teams. Even if they didn't have the best record at the end of the year, they're really good teams, and they can beat anyone any given week. So uh, it's kind of like the NFL, any given, any given Saturday. Uh, you got to bring your A game because those guys and and hopefully us are, are going to have uh, you know some good battles. You made a comment to me at the end of spring ball saying this is the first time you've come to a school and actually played for the OC that you committed to. I, I forgot to follow up then, but I wanted to ask you how important is that to you personally to have a guy that believes in you? It's pretty important. Um, and luckily I had a good relationship with Coach Harrell at USC yeah. and it worked out. But again, that, that kind of happened by chance, yeah. you know. Uh, it could have worked any given way. And so for me, I think... Um, just having that confidence and that connection with that guy, knowing that he wanted you to, to be here, that he recruited you, he coached you, uh, that he saw you in his offense, um, especially last year when we weren't throwing the ball a whole lot in Pittsburgh, um, knowing that he saw that film, my USC film, knowing that, hey, this is the guy that I want to run my show, um, just gives you an extra level of confidence that you may not know you needed, but um, it helps a lot. And, again, I, knowing the communication that you're going to have with that guy, um, you know, I could have told you the first – day I met A-Rod and talked to him, talked for like four hours, and I knew that it was a guy I wanted to play for, could communicate with, and, uh, you know, that I would be excited to play for, and, and, and uh, I can't wait to do it throughout the season. You're one of 20-some-odd transfers who have come into this program. How do you feel like you and the rest of the guys because it kind of has just moved in? Have you assimilated quite well, you think, as a team? Yeah, I think so. I think I was saying there, there that's one of the things that you, you have to really make sure you guys come together as a team, And uh, but I think the one of the things our staff does a great job of is... Uh, recruit really good kids and we have really good kids on staff and uh, everyone's kind of themselves uh, guys aren't really insecure pretty secure and yeah. it helps guys kind of just emerge and, and mesh with the team super well and I look at the guys no one's selfish everyone's kind of like anticipating doing what's best for the team they understand there might be you know there's a lot of mouths to feed and limited spots but everyone's 
come in, put their head down, worked, and then also been, uh, you know, a part of the team pretty seamlessly. How, oh, real quick, how excited are you to be the first quarterback to co- to play quarterback for a Power Five BYU? If that, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be the first quarterback to play at that level for BYU. Yeah, it's true. I never really thought about it that way. I'm one. I'm just excited to be a part of the long lineage of yeah. BYU quarterbacks, but also it's an exciting time for BYU and the program uh, going to the conference play. And uh, yeah, it's a huge honor. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we look back on it very fondly. <laughs> Does it give you a, even more excitement that the uh, potential offensive line with Kingsley, ETN, Connor Pay, those guys protecting you? Yeah, we have a lot of great players. I was telling someone we're probably eight or nine deep, and most of those guys could play at most places. Um, and even a guy like Caleb, we weren't even expecting to add a guy like that, and we did. And um, very fortunate. It's quarterback's best friend. The more time I have, the more success we'll have. So um, I'm excited. It's kind of be interesting to see how it shakes up, but – I know those guys are hungry, they'll work hard, and uh, we'll get it right. But a lot of depth, it's a good problem to have. I heard you've been uh, starting the uh, uh, running the PRPs. Uh, what's kind of like the schedule? Like, take us a little bit behind the curtain there. What's, what's the time? Like, how long are you guys working out with those PRPs? We're out there for probably 40 minutes. It's, it's, it's pretty just a shortened down version of practice. Um, should think about tracks, like working with the running backs, and then RVAs probably 15, 20 minutes, and then we just run through a bunch of plays. Um, then after, we might throw some more if we're pretty light on our legs. Um, and that's really where you get even more work. You kind of go into the routes even more. But um, as much as the PRPs are important, um, just getting into the playbook with the new guys, getting them more comfortable, um, the operation with signals and stuff, all that stuff's so important. So that way, you know, we'll start ramping up, doing more and more as we get forward to the fall. But um, that way, when you're going fall camp, it's not your first rep going through it for some of those guys. They've been through it a few times. And, we did it going in the spring, and it helped me a ton. So I know it's helping those guys a bunch, too. There you go. Keaton Slovis addressing uh, both Mitch Harper and myself at BYU's annual media golf scramble event uh, they had on Monday. Appreciate him taking the time. And I thought some good stuff. You can, t- you can tell he's excited to be a part of the BYU football program. I use the word assimilate. He has come in, and he's become a leader from day one. And I, I, I love the fact that he's uh, really embraced everything that BYU is all about. Him and Cody Epps have this little thing about Elder going on. It's kind of a funny little gag they've got going on. Because remember, if, if you remember, uh, Cody Epps on social media said that he'd been called to the Lavelle Edwards Stadium Provo mission on social media. That was actually like just days before he made his little foray into the transfer portal. Uh, just a little bit of a heads up. We will have an exclusive one-on-one conversation with Cody Epps coming up at some point this week as well. Also got interviews with Connor Pay, one of BYU's offensive linemen, and a one-on-one conversation with Kalani Satake. Uh, it's a longer conversation than the one we just had with Keaton Slovis, so get ready for that. Need a little extra time to edit and edit it, and we'll have that for you guys uh, hopefully tomorrow, but if not, we'll get it on probably by Thursday on the podcast. Alright, coming up here in just a minute. We're going to flip over, look back uh, through the history books for BYU and their independent era. We've been doing this all offseason long. We're going to look at some of the early games of the Zach Wilson tenure for BYU back in 2018. We'll get to all that here momentarily. First, a word on our friends over at FanDuel. I've been working on this for uh, quite a while now. The best part is baseball season is in full swing, my friend, and there's no better place to get in on the action than with our friends at FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, you can get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. The best part about FanDuel is the safe and secure app. And the best part is an app. There's a mobile app you can use. You can do it on the go, and that's the best part. 
part about it. You don't have to be on a computer to place your wagers. And also, you can get paid out immediately from our friends at FanDuel. So don't miss out on your chance to get snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on once again. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on once again to sign up now. Major uh, It's FanDuel, official sportsbook of Major... Excuse me. <laughs> Let's screw that up. Let's redo that real quick as our good friends over at FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. Thank you once again for making Lockdown Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for being everydayers with us here on the podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well out there in Cougar Nation. Uh, time now to look back at BYU in the 2018 season. We're going to talk about two games that I, I I look at in the 2018 season. I feel like they're almost in a way inextricably linked because of the early struggles that Zach Wilson had as BYU starting quarterback. But I don't think without those struggles... He would have become what he was in a BYU uniform. And we're looking back now at the Northern Illinois game in 2018, followed by a loss at Boise State. Now, both of these games ended up in losses. Uh, BYU was just anemic on offense in the game against Northern Illinois. Obviously, we talked uh, yesterday on the podcast, who are everydayers with us. You guys remember me talking about the loss uh, to Utah State, essentially forcing BYU's hand where they felt like, you know what, it's time for us to transition uh, to a new starting quarterback from Tanner Mangum to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson comes out and carves up Hawaii, looks every bit the part of the freshman sensation that BYU fans were hoping he would be. Well, the following week, uh, BYU takes on Northern Illinois, and suddenly Zach Wilson's right back uh, to square one in a way. He ended up completing 18 of 30 passes for 208 yards in this game. had zero touchdowns against one interception. The problem was BYU's offense just could not get on the scoreboard. BYU tallied a grand total of two field goals in this game. They took a 3-0 lead in the first quarter. They led at halftime 3-0. Then at Northern Illinois, with their first possession of the second half, they punch in a touchdown. It was Marcus Childers, if you remember their quarterback, punching it in uh, from uh, just outside the end zone to get the lone touchdown of the game to give Northern Illinois a 7-3 lead. BYU would add a a field goal in that third quarter to make it 7-6, to six, but that was how that game ended. It was just absolutely frustrating. I, I, I could almost feel the tension from BYU fans sitting in the press box in that game, and I'm like, I, I get it, because neither team ran the ball extremely well. Northern Illinois uh, tallied 2.5 yards per carry on their way to 89 uh, total rushing yards. BYU is 2.5 yards per carry of their own, uh, 37 carries for 93 yards. Just nothing was going for BYU, and it just felt like every time they got somewhere where you're like, okay, some positive momentum. Things just did not pan out the way you expected them to, and BYU obviously suffers a loss in that one. That dropped BYU to 4-4, four and four. and I remember also after this game, the conversation was, okay, BYU has got eight, uh, four games remaining in this season. Can they pick up two more wins, even with this freshman quarterback, and get to bowl eligibility? Well, the following week, BYU made a trip up to Boise State, up to the Blue, a place that had just been an absolute uh, horrendous, or a shop of horrors, I guess I should say, for B- horrors, I should say, for BYU. BYU when it came uh, to their to when they played up there in Boise and BYU played much better in this game. Zach Wilson, I actually thought had a fine performance. 18 of 27, 252 yards, 9.3 yards per attempt, a fantastic average. No touchdowns against no interceptions. That obviously was frustrating for him in that respect. But he did add a rushing touchdown. 18 of 36. This game though, the frustrating part about this game was BYU was uh, down 21 to 16 after a Skyler Southam field goal. Uh, that came in the fourth quarter. BYU's within striking distance, and Boise State was uh, seven and you know they were six and two in this game. 
coming into it. But then BYU gets down uh, to the Boise State two-yard line, if you recall this, with seven seconds remaining. The problem was, if you remember, time ran out as he tried to clock that football, and BYU loses in just absolutely excruciating fashion. I was watching this game. I'm, like, screaming at my TV, like, you got to get down. You got to get and just. It was one of those freshman mistakes. And I, I know that uh, BYU was uh, quick to say, hey, you know what? Anybody could have uh, had something like that play out uh, for BYU. But the frustrating part of this game was just the excruciating way that things went down uh, for BYU in this one because you're on the two-yard line. you, you got to punch it in. But Zach Wilson is unable uh, to get to clock it to get another play for BYU, and they lose the game. So that dropped BYU to 4-5. and five. The following week, so the week after this, I'm doing sports radio. It's still what I do in my day job. And we were talking about this. BYU is now 4-5. and five. They need to pick up two more wins uh, in their final three games to get to bowl eligibility. What are the chances BYU gets there? And are we looking at a, a redux, in a way, of what happened in 2002-2003 when BYU did not go bowling for back-to-back seasons for the first time in, I don't know, eons, it felt like. If you remember back to those early 2000s years, obviously BYU would end up uh, with three straight seasons of no bulls that year. But we will talk about how BYU bounced back from this and they ended up uh, getting on a little bit of a roll and we all know how the 2018 season ended because they had a pretty marvelous performance uh, tacked onto the end of it and we'll talk about that on tomorrow's podcast. Now, I got one more note before we go on today's show. It involves uh, an old name, but a new friend coming back to the program, as well as uh, some good news for a BYU women's golfer as well, who's having a great opportunity uh, this week, or coming up soon, I should say. And also, it's big week for BYU. A lot of things happening. We'll talk about all that as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you for making it a part of your routine, my friends. Uh, we're still taking uh, entrance uh, for uh, the signed Jaron Hall football uh, that we're doing as a grand prize giveaway. We'll do it right around the start of BYU uh, training camp in August. Uh, the way to enter is to send us a confirmation that you subscribe to this show uh, on YouTube. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, podcast-wise, no matter how you consume the show, just show us that you are subscribed to it. And by the way, if you do listen to it on the regular podcast, podcast feeds out there. There are thousands of you that do that, that prefer it in that method. I understand that, but I would encourage you. I, I really actually appreciate it. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm begging right now. I would love for you guys to go over to YouTube, even if you don't plan on ever using it, and subscribe to the Locked On Cougars feed. It helps out with the algorithm, similar to what we do with the regular podcast feeds. We're trying to build this audience. I have a, an, a, an unabashed goal of getting to 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. We're somewhere stuck in about the 3,200 range right now, so it's a pretty ambitious goal over the next month or so, but with your guys' help, I recommend it to your friends, and you guys, obviously, if you've done so already, going to YouTube and subscribing there would be a big deal, but we will give away a signed Jaron Hall football as our grand prize. I've got some other BYU swag I have collected. I actually got a new uh, piece of swag yesterday at BYU's uh, golf tournament I'm going to be willing to part with as well. Uh, you probably saw that polo if you're watching this on YouTube that Keaton Slovis is wearing. On it, it's got a patch. It's got a Big 12 patch, and it says July 1st, and it just introduces BYU. It's like the introductory introductory polo for the BYU entering the Big 12 Conference. It's it's essentially a one of a kind deal. They handed out to the media members. I'll be giving that up as part of this giveaway as well. So I look forward to doing that. And I, of course, I would encourage you guys get entered now. Locked on BYU at gmail.com is the email address to enter to win. And would love for you guys to have a chance to win that. All right, a couple of things before we go on today's show is congratulations to Tiffany Hogan. She returns to BYU as an assistant track and field coach. Uh, she obviously was a fan 
fantastic athlete for BYU, a nine-time WAC champion, uh, at one point the 55-meter hurdles world record holder, a 10-time All-American, a 2004 Olympian. If you remember Tiffany Hogan, absolutely incredible athlete. She spent the past, I think, decade uh, working at Weber State and inside the Big Sky Conference. She comes to BYU to replace Mark Robeson on BYU's track and field uh, staff, and congratulations to her on returning to her alma mater. Uh, if you recall, she was a BYU athlete from 1994 to 1998, uh, did really, really good things, eight seasons officially as the uh, assistant coach at uh, uh, Weber State over both sprints, jumps, hurdles, and multi-events at Weber State. She'll do a lot of the multi-events as well as um, uh, jumping events for BYU. So congratulations to her on returning to BYU to her alma mater. And obviously, you can't have too many of these stars that are coming back. That Well, you can't have too many. You can, you can never have too many of them come back to BYU. So congratulations and welcome home to Tiffany Hogan. Also, congratulations to BYU Women's Golf for Berlin Long. Uh, she did this this past week. She shot a, a two under 70 at Walnut Creek Preserve Golf Club to earn a spot in the U.S. Women's Amateur Championship, which will be taking place at the Bel Air Country Club August 7th through the 12th. Uh, big deal for Berlin Long. She was a former prep star at Lone Peak High School, uh, owned the state uh, in terms of high school golf for all of her high school years at Lone Peak. A fantastic, fantastic player. A rising sophomore for BYU Women's Golf, and congratulations to Berlin Long on that. Uh, Bel Air Golf, uh, Bel Air Country Club. Uh, I'm assuming somebody's going to try and do the the Carlton at some point with that. Obviously, with the uh, reference to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but I will not be attempting that. I cannot dance for the life of me, so I will spare you guys the gory details of that. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. Big thank you all to all of you for your support as always of this venture. It actually makes uh, the, the world a difference that you guys consume it as readily and it just in mass as you guys do. It's gratifying to me and a big thank you to all of you for the support as I said uh, more interviews to come from the BYU media uh, scramble event had a great opportunity like I said to catch up with Kalani Sitake hopefully I can get that edited down and get it ready for tomorrow's podcast but if not we may insert the uh, Connor Pay or Cody Epps interview in that slot and we'll get to Kalani later this week but nonetheless a big thank you to all of you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen today and thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network until tomorrow my friends have a great rest of your day this is been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.